episode 12 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some. Mike, how you doing? Just wonderful, Dave, here at the South Studios. Episode 12. I can't tell you how excited I am. Only 12 episodes, and we had tell. our very first live in-studio interview. It's a it's a, it's an epic day. You're gonna aren't you gonna ask who it is? Oh well, since I'm sitting across from him, that's why I didn't. But who is it, Mike? The, the listeners aren't sitting across from us, Dave. <laughs> anyway, who we have today is a local football legend, and I don't, I do not use that word loosely. <laughs> Two-time All-State, 2013, at the time was a state record, 2,962 rushing yards. Broken by some schlep from Pomona, Westphalia in 2015. You can't even say it. It's I know, yeah. That's not even a school. 2014, <laughs> 2,200 yards. He's 10th in the state with 616 points, 102 touchdowns. College career, Western Michigan. Four-year letterman, 50 games, started 21 times, 187 tackles, two sacks, three interceptions. 2016-2019 academic all-MAC. And in 2018, he was a team captain. None other than Mr. Alex Grace. Alex, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And thanks for that trip down uh, memory lane right there, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Taking it way back five years ago on me. I think think the intro lasted. (laughs) The glory days. I think the intro lasted longer than some of the segments (laughs) that we have on the pod. Uh, Anyway, Dave, since uh, we're at the South Studio, what do we got on tap for us tonight? On tap, we've got from Oddside, uh, the first one is the Rye Hipster Brunch Stout. Um, now, hang on to your hats for this one. It's 12.7% mm. with 66 IBUs. It's a brunch stout. Um, it's a rye stout brewed with maple syrup, aged in rye whiskey barrels, with coffee and bacon. Mm. Everything, yeah, everything goes well with bacon. <laughs> everything Can't be more American. Well with bacon. bacon. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's that's the first one on tap. I'll introduce the second one as we get to that segment. And the third one, typically the pod does three uh, tastings. Third one's to be determined at this point. We're anticipating crawling out of here as it is. Here we go. All right, wait, wait for our, our guest to pour with us. Oh, yeah. Pitch black. Yeah, it's thick. Jeez. That's the bacon bits. <laughs> oh, no, there, there's not really bacon bits. Is, is the pour, is the pour as exciting bacon. in person as it is yeah. listening on the pod, Alex? It sounds great on the pod. Jeez, I hear it. I was like, wow, it just sounds refreshing. Hey. All right. Cheers. 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 <laughs> wow, that, 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 oh. That's exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> For as dark as it is. That, uh, so I did not say the untapped rating. The untapped rating is uh, 4.39. And I'm going to say if this is any indication with what we had in the last uh, pod, this is going to be, it's going to be right there for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a huge uh, Porter Stout dark beer guy. And this is for the alcohol content in it. The, uh, Pretty smooth. I'm pleasantly surprised with the taste because the first thing that hit the senses was the scent, and I got the 
the uh, whiskey, the bourbon scent to it mm-hmm. at, just as I was raising the glass. And I'm thinking, oh, no, here we are, backwards bastards again. <laughs> Back from <laughs> the days of, before the podcast. <laughs> backwards bastards. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but as you drink it, it is very smooth. Yeah. I'm not getting any bacon, though. I'm not getting, I'm not getting the bacon either. There is a... Uh, Nice coffee maple flavor to it. Yeah, for sure. I didn't have any coffee this morning because of setting the well, clock ahead. Setting the clock ahead an hour, my whole sleep schedule, missed church, everything was all jacked out of shape, so I didn't even have my pot of coffee. <laughs> everybody loves of coffee. Everybody loves fallback. Nobody likes spring forward. Mm. Right. Yeah, because you lose an hour. Yeah. I'm just gonna go in an hour later to work on Tuesday to so get that hour back. There you go. <laughs> so it works. All right. Well we'll uh We'll work on this for a little bit uh, and ask uh, Alex some questions. I've got a few. Do you want? Is it all right if I start? Yeah, Mike? go ahead, Dave. So, as far as transitioning from <laughs> high school to college, you know, you hear things, you read things. What was the biggest hurdle that you had to get used to or get over uh, with your first year at Western? That's a good question. I'd say uh, probably just getting. Mentally preparing myself for the fact that I'm not going to be like the guy going in the man. Yeah. I mean, you know, because all the players at that level are all the best players from their high schools. So, you know, you come from being, especially, you know, Swan Valley, little, little school, you know, walk around feeling like I'm the man, whatever. And then I get to Western and it's like, this is eye opener. I got like 23 year old dudes in here. Right. You know, and they, they know they don't want the freshmen coming in to think they're, you know, hot shit. So they're like getting yeah. on you and like just mentally breaking you down. But sure. I mean, I think that was definitely the hardest thing. And then not playing either. Being redshirted for me was definitely the hardest part for me. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. Uh, but as far as like the intensity level as well, like like your first practice mm-hmm. or maybe spring um, spring camp. Uh, well, maybe if you didn't go to a spring camp because you were be like fall camp, fall camp, yeah. right? And, and just like, holy shit, yeah. Like, well, I mean, these 23 year old dudes that you know can still run a four, whatever, yeah, um, big, yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially because I got switched to linebacker, so that was a whole nother mental thing for me. Not only was I physically having to, you know, do all this stuff, but I had to mentally learn how to be a defensive player instead of a running back. So right. Well, at least you got to do the hitting instead of the. Yeah, that was nice because I got a couple buddies that are running backs and they're pretty beat up. <laughs> so I missed out on some of that, which I'm not, you know, not missing that. So. Right. Speaking uh, speaking of the running back issue, would ever in the five years, like even if it was just good natured ball busting. Did you mention to the? Did you ever oh, yeah. even? Did you? So oh, you yeah. did say, hey, you know, it was actually. I had twenty six hundred yards my senior year. I can run this, or my junior year, I can run this ball. It was actually brought up two years ago because we had so many injuries. We had our three running backs go down, and my coach, head coach, actually reached out to me. I was like, hey, you might need to come, like, do some running and practice, or if we need you. And I was like, just tell me when, <laughs> right? Like, Please. I've been waiting for this for the I've past got the, five I've years. Got the yeah. running, I've got the running back like, number on, on already. I'm ready but, to go. I don't even have to change jersey numbers. Right? And unfortunately, it never happened. But it was talked about, though. And I, did, right. I always talk to the running backs. Like, I let them know how yeah. good I was. Uh, Contact-wise, I've always been curious. I never, you know, I know in the NFL, obviously, from, you know, like you, you mentioned, high school to college, mm-hmm. what a difference it was because everybody in college is – 
the you know the, the big fish, right, yeah. and then you go from college to pro, and we're going to get into your pro day coming up here in a bit. But I know even at the pro level, they only really hit like one day a week, and mm-hmm. it's not even really you know quote unquote live at the college level. How often are you guys going full pad live for practice? Very very rarely. Um, now we'll go full pads, but we won't ever do live. It's all oh, really? we call it thud tempo, so okay. it's hit them and then just let them go. Sure. Um, right. Now in camp and stuff, when you don't have games to worry about, you do go a little more. Okay. Which is always those days are always the worst because it's they make you hit <laughs> and it's like oh we got hitting drills and you got to hit during practice and it's like hey. right. See and as a now obviously I not to the level you've you're playing at or whatever, but I youth football obviously there's more hitting and everything and I mm-hmm. think that's where. They take away the hitting for safety reasons. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You know, concussions, you know, big, you know, I understand that. I'm mm-hmm. not dumb. But the only way to be able to tackle efficiently, hit, block, tackle, to, is to do it. It's mm-hmm. to do it over and over. And if you do yeah. it correctly, the chances of getting hurt aren't as great as just flying in there with your head down right. you know, breaking right. your neck. So it's kind of a catch-22. You mm-hmm. want to minimize the hitting, right. and yet you would still uh, – you're not getting yeah. any better at it right. because you're not getting the reps. Right. Well, and obviously the it's out the elephant in the room or the question in the room is that, you know, because they're bigger, faster, stronger, the injuries can get more right. intense as opposed to youth football or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, next question, and I gotta say it. How was it playing for PJ Fleck? Was it like the real deal like the media portrayed it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, that is probably – he's probably the most intense person on this earth. <laughs> okay. He is – He brings it day in and day out. It could be 3 in the morning and he runs up in there. I don't know how he does it. He must survive off energy drinks or something. Drugs. Huh? I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he was intense. I mean, it was – he had our, we had to learn. So the moment we stepped on campus, we got a man manual. And it was about inch and a half, two inches thick. And it was all quotes that we had to memorize – um, principles of the Bronco way and then like Bronconese. Right. Made specific like words. Like we couldn't say the word try. Right. Couldn't say quit. You know, it's like all these things and he just was like always about it too. It wasn't like yeah. he ever took a break in the action. It was just sure. like boom, 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 like drilling on you. But I mean, the intensity, look at, look how we did. I mean, sure. Absolutely. I think it, I think it plays I think it's a correlation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then, um, did you see, especially that year, what did it do for campus? I mean, what did that Cotton Bowl year? Yeah. Oh, it was everybody was all in. The most like <laughs> the games were you know, every kid reached, like going out of high school wants to play for like that Big Ten school, you know, the sure. big schools because they're attracted to the crowd and everything. And most of the time in the Mac you don't get that. But that whole year, like all of our games were like sold out, you know, student section screaming, like super loud, right. like when we'd like, it was like kind of nice too because you'd walk around and if you had like football stuff on, people would want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got that like, oh yeah, big time like I'm a football player like in college football. <laughs> so you're kinda. puffing your chest out a yeah, little bit was, more. Hard to was, get your shirts off at night because yeah, your head doesn't fit yeah, through the hole. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was awesome. I mean, they, they did such an awesome thing for Western. Sure. And like the campus game day came. And- you saying that though makes me think. You know, they're they're proposing playing all these games 
whether it be NBA or NCAA finals, stuff like that, with no people in the stands. Oh, that's just what would that do to the players? Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna affect. That's gonna affect the outcome of games. A side bite of that is, I, I'm not. I mean, a, that's obvious to say. I'm not a huge LeBron fan, and you know, because there, in, in my in my opinion, he wouldn't have survived in the Jordan era when when the boy, when men played when men oh. were men and you know, <laughs> the bad boys. But right, he yeah. did. He has come out and said he's not playing in front of no fans. Right. I can stand by that. Yeah, I agree with that right. too. It's like you know what? It's like okay, you don't have to go out and make out with the guy. You know, in the in the third row, who may be sick or not, but it's right. like, come on, play with it. Uh, but anyway, that, that's a whole that that segment. Yeah, that that segment. We can brush that off later. <laughs> that segment two on the pod. Now, um, that's a Mikeism that goes that goes on the back of a T-shirt. I think here's a, a in relation to uh, I want to piggyback off Dave's question, and I apologize. Is it Lafle- who's a Coach now, Lester. Lester. Yeah. I was going to say Dan Lafleur. Lafleur is that's a, that's your ice picks. Yeah, <laughs> um, Lester. Okay, now I don't want to turn this into a Laramie Tunsil type thing and, and hurt you, and I don't expect you to badmouth anybody. Mm-hmm. But Fleck recruited you. Yep. So you're there, 2015. You redshirted. Yeah. You played in 2016, and he. Uh, and then you, towards the end of the year, you started playing. And then I want to say it was, was it 17 or 18 Fleck left? 17. Yeah, so 17. So Lester comes goal. over. Mm-hmm. So now, did you feel any animosity? And I'm not saying you, like, I'm not saying you and Lester ever got into fist fights or anything, right, right. but obviously Lester is like, okay, well, I'm doing, and that's like any head coach mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to do it they my do way. It. This yeah. is my team. And right, quite frankly, this, in my personal opinion, obviously, you, some could say I'm, I'm biased with it. Is you started in 18, and you started some games in 19, but you didn't start as many in 19. But I think the only thing I can figure out is you weren't one of Luster's guys. Did you feel the same way, or am I full of shit? To an extent, because there was. Um... You could you could tell. I mean, you said it kind of earlier. Like you know, a coach, a head coach, wants, when he comes in, he wants to play his guys, right? Yep. Um, so I think to an extent, some of us felt that way. And I think for that 2019, why I didn't start directly out? I mean, I did have surgery on my shoulder. I missed spring ball. We got a new position coach. So a lot of factors in that. Sure. But right. Um, and, and Herb, Herb Waits had the same experience. I'll. I'll tell you right now. I remember talking to him at the. Well, it's a business. I mean, I mean, bottom line, it's a business. And I, but, and I mean, I was on as your uncle. I I feel bad that I was only able to see. I saw the the games that were on TV, Mm -hmm. and then I think I saw you live twice. Once Western, once at Central, but it it always seemed when you were on the field, they would go the other way. And then a lot of the big plays came when you weren't on the field. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a coach, I don't care if you recruit them, you recruit them, you recruit them, or they pull them out of the stands. Right. I want the guy on the field that's going to give me the right. best that's chance to win. Affect the game. And it's not like, you know, because at some point you got to swallow your pride. It's okay, you know, I drafted Joe Schmo or drafted. I recruited Joe Schmo, and Joe Schmo's not as good as what I got. I'm going to stick with what I got mm-hmm. because if, if I can win all my games, then that's yeah. better for me. Right. I remember texting you a yeah. couple times, watching it on TV, going, they won't run to Alex's yeah. way. He's he's not going to get any tackles because they keep oh, yeah. running it the other way. I didn't have. Or 
I had like four tackles, yep. maybe not even, maybe less. Right. That was uh, and I'm I, and I'm proud to say I was I was you had the in your intro I gave three interceptions and uh, your first one was at Central Michigan and I was yeah. in. it was it was okay. it was. Arguably the coldest day oh my gosh. ever, and it was like forty <laughs> degrees, but it was it, it rained and snowed sideways. So you got soaking wet, and then it just was. It, we the went across the, the street to the TGI Fridays or Ruby Tuesdays or whatever it was. We ate dinner, and then they brought the teams back yeah. on the field. And you know, I'm, I'm just sitting there. And I actually like it cold. And I'm just sitting there, just bundled up, just shaking. <laughs> just, <laughs> if Mike Peters is shaking, <laughs> no, it's, it's, cold. it's cold. Well, and then our uh, we had a guy. You know, we were all pumped up at Central, big rivalry game. It's cold. We're just trying to psych ourselves out and all get pumped. So we're all freezing, right? We don't have a lot of coats. And uh, one of the players on our team decides to try to be like a hard-o and is like, we're not using heaters either. Walks up, rips the heaters off the moment we get out there. So the, <laughs> the whole game, we didn't have any – I didn't wear a coat. I didn't have a heater. Oh, my God. I just relied on just running around. Right. Well, you won the cold. game, though, so that, that makes yeah, it less cold. That makes it way better, yeah. especially when you get the trophy at the end. Ooh. So, overall, pretty positive experience. I know Mike's got some other questions. College, but football? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, 100%. Okay. Best experience of my life. Because I know after your freshman year, you know, through – I don't know. I can't remember if I specifically talked to you or it was family members or whatever, but you're kind of like, man, this is – This is my freshman sucks. year. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think it's just the normal – you're away from home. I mean, it wasn't that far away from home, but right. it's just all the the mental things like, why am I not playing? All that kind of thing kind sure. of adds up, you know, school, well, whatever it may right. be. And speaking of school, actually, you actually, um, because back to the what I said about being a business, you actually had to change your major yep. because you, could, you couldn't you re- could meet the requirement. And since you were on scholarship, obviously you had to – yeah. Show your loyalty I mean, yeah, to gotta, the football I'm program. Pick yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you know, and, and which makes sense. But with football, you couldn't do what you needed to do. Yeah, right. At, yeah. What, John Simmons shows? quit track to stay in his major. Okay. Oh, see. At SVSU. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't pass up the right. No, I know the no debt. That was right. <laughs> that's a game changer. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. That's what well, I mean. Well, you got to remember track. There's no. <laughs> there's yeah. Like two oh, scholarships yeah, out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So that the money issue wasn't a yeah it was yeah, it was, yeah. Couldn't, so it was more of a it's more of a what do I what do I want to do issue you know as opposed to um, you know staying staying with track or staying with my major so right. yeah no he didn't have the full he didn't have yeah. the full scholarship. when you have that that's definitely something oh, yeah. yeah, exactly yeah, big time. Choice, um, for sure switching to the pro day one thing I've always questioned wondered is all right. Western's having their pro day. What, when is the date, actually? Is March 19th. So Not next weekend, but the week. Yeah. Oh. So next, like next. Okay. Next Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. All right. So uh, now, like, I'm little Timmy Dawkins. I was on Western's football team for mm-hmm. two years, just walked on. I was number 99, oh, and man. I never even saw the field, and the coaches didn't even know my name. Can I show up at that pro day, or does Lester have to say, "Hey, okay, Grace, you can go to the pro day"? Or can anybody on Western anybody team show on West, up? Anybody has what the kid that, like you said, never played one snap, two hundred snaps, whatever it is, you can show up as long as you're on the team and you graduated. All right, see that's I mean, what we I, get. We get guys from other schools too. Oh, like, really? Schools like Grand okay, Valley. so every, every college doesn't. No, 
Obviously, okay, Grand Valley's and that wouldn't have. Yeah, smaller there. schools like that. Like it'll only be. I mean, we wouldn't get anyone from like Michigan State. Right, right like, yeah, exactly. But like the smaller Fair State, Grand Valley. That I mean, that's only if, let's say, a receiver needs a quarterback or quarterback needs receivers. Because I mean, the moment you start bringing other players, it takes away from your players, okay. kind of thing. You know exactly. Yep. Um, all right, so that leads me to the next thing is like, is this like all right? Give give us give Dave and I. Uh, so since you graduated, the season ended. You've been building the, for this pro day on March nineteenth. Yep. In a nutshell, give us the day in the life of somebody getting ready for pro day. So for me, I decided to uh, take my diet a lot more serious because I had to gain weight. I've always had trouble gaining weight, so I had to be at two twenty five before the pro day. And after the bowl game, I think I'd lost my, I'd lost like ten pounds, so I was like two ten. 213 um so like for me just a daily routine of getting into a routine you know waking up making breakfast you know going to workouts i bought some supplements taking some you know it's it's very regimented um for me it was just like that diet aspect uh, making sure i did enough recovery which is huge for um something our trainer pushes a lot you know stretching i go to cryotherapy you guys ever heard of that is that oh, what yeah. you're the yeah the ice chambers. Yeah. Or it, it, it I remember, I remember another coach pushing recovery. I don't, I can't think of his name right now, yeah. but yeah, some guy, some track coach used to have way back in the day. So he always tells us to stretch, but uh, no cryotherapy, which I don't think works in my opinion. I think <laughs> oh, it doesn't. I mean, you get in there and you're in there for three minutes, you're just cold. And then literally <laughs> like five well, minutes. Well, it's later. an ice bath. It's the same kind of, it's the same <sighs> kind yeah. of, it's, it, Within the within the uh, within that genre of you know cooling your muscles down right. and slowing the metabolism, do you know what I mean? To to enable uh, anti-inflammatory right. kind of a response. I mean, it's probably. Right. You know, I mean, I just I I've done it. I think I do it twice a week, and uh, I don't. know. I just feel like I get in there. It's like oh wow, this like it feels cold. Like it feels good because it's like negative one thirty or whatever. And then I get out and it's like I don't really feel. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And then again, you don't always necessarily feel, you know, that it actually work. But um, so now, is this is this school that's sponsored? Is not the right word, but like, I mean, could you, in theory, get ready for your pro day? Can you just lay in bed all day long oh, yeah. and and do nothing? Or like, does it, so the school has nothing to do with it? Nope. Okay. I just I just chose to uh, work out with our strength coach at okay. Western. I mean, we had we had a couple guys go to Denver. To train Miami to train, but yeah, I mean, if I I could still do pro day, I could, I could have came back here, sat on my ass all day and did nothing, and then I could show up and go do it. Okay, I well, mean, yeah, right. Obviously, you're not going to give yourself yeah, the best. Yeah, but, the, yeah, the results are. But the be school is okay. the school isn't involved necessarily at all. I just happen to work out at Western still. And that's the night. Is that open to the public? Do you know, to mind, I think so. Right. There usually, is a bunch of people that go, but. Have you reached out to uh, – If they can charge a gate, they'll open it to the public. Sure. They have. <laughs> have you reached out to uh, Corey Davis for any, for any tips? Hey, no. hey, Corey. Jeez. Hey, Corey, send somebody from Tennessee to Western's oh, sure. Pro Day. No, I haven't. Well, the good thing about Western is the past couple of years, since we have been so good with Cotton Bowl and everything, we get all 32 teams oh, represented, okay. which right. is most Mac schools isn't, isn't right. like that. And you had your opportunity with uh, John Gruden at – I did Last meet John Gruden. Yeah, yeah, that was a highlight of my life. He gave me his hat. 
Yeah, see, and, 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 yeah, you should have. And, and I told you. I had to introduce myself. Linebacker, graduate yep. next year. And he, <laughs> see, you never know. I was um, actually going to reach out to. Um, I talked to him the other day, but it was for a different reason. Uh, Herb Waits. Oh, I thought you were John Gruden. I was like, what are you talking to John Gruden? I, got the connection. I was just, I, I had a thought going in my head, but uh, Herb, he also, he played for Eastern yep. and then had, he played for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his contract, he, he had a, he had a deal with the Colts, but I don't think he ever ended up going there. But uh, I was going to reach out to him and say, Hey, you know what, what kind of advice do you have? He actually said he'd be on the pod. So there you go. Uh, be a good one. Yeah. Um, see what his experience was, you know, like how for do you, sure. how do you get through that process? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine. So you had a thought you were going with right there before I interrupted you. Do you remember what that yeah. was now? Yeah, no, that, looked, this, like, uh, looked like you were going to say this something. This hipster's got me kind of uh, doubled over on the <laughs> back on the ropes a little bit. I'm getting a standing ache out here. Whoops. Uh, one other question Humble. though I had. Uh, for you. All right. It's kind of a two-part question. Mm-hmm. You were at Western five years. Yep. Obviously redshirted the first year, but if memory serves, you did dress and go to the 2015 bowl. Yep. Okay. And Western has made, in your five years, Western went to a bowl game for those five years. Mm-hmm. Of the four games... So, you know, I'll give you a second to think of the cities you were in. Yeah. Which one of the cities treated the players the best leading up to the game? Because I know, like, when when you're watching on TV on New Year's Day and you're seeing, like, the Clemsons and the Alabama, now obviously the swag for the national championship game is going to be a little more than, you know, but I think all bowl games, you you know, so which bowl game – you know, did you hit the jackpot swag wise? Where it was like, man, they really treated us well, and I'd, I'd love, you know, I would go to this bowl if I'm not playing for the national championship. I would play in this bowl every year, of the four that you went to. I would just say, Bahama Bowl for sure. I was gonna. <laughs> I, was gonna I mean, yeah. we got some pretty sweet gear, and I mean, we got to go to the Bahamas, like right, yeah, for a week, right. I thought I saw you on TV. You, you actually got more airtime on the Bahama Bowl than I think you did some of the bowl games that you were actually playing really? in the game. The, the game every, time they panned guys... the, every time you panned a flack, it was like well, you were right there. Yeah, yeah, I should have right, right there in the back pocket. <laughs> we'll get, try to get some um, time. All right, the second part, in outside of the Bahama Bowl, because I'm guessing that there were more smoke shows in the Bahamas. Then there were Shreveport, Louise. Uh, were there really? So yeah. okay. So what bowl game for smoke shows? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and definitely say not Idaho. I was just gonna say Idaho <laughs> Potato Bowl. When we were yeah. there. School wasn't even. They were on break, so there was nobody there. Uh, we went to Dallas this past year. Cotton Bowl. So you were in Texas twice, right? Because yeah. the Wisconsin game was in Texas. That was the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, Cotton Bowl in sixteen, and then. 19 okay for the first responders bowl i'd say cotton bowl because we did we did more events right and a lot of like a couple of them were invited for like the public and stuff and i'd say like some of the there were some smoke shows showing up to <laughs> Not the games even, where there's the college teams at you know what i'm saying it was like did you guys have any time at all to go out and or like was it pretty hey we're here for a business curfews 10 30 everybody's in the room at yeah, 10 30 for the cotton bowl coach Fleck had us on a pretty tight leash we so we stayed in Grapevine at the Gaylord Texan, 
which is like 25 minutes from Dallas. Like Wisconsin got to stay downtown Dallas, oh, okay. like prime time yeah. location. So we couldn't do much anyway. Okay. So we just had to hang around the uh, um, resort or whatever. But right. yeah, he had us on a pretty tight leash, so we couldn't really get to like, yeah. the mall or. But then, what's the drinking age in the Bahamas? Eighteen. So and you, I was eighteen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we hung out at the Dak Shack a lot. It was a little shack called the Dak Shack by the yachts. We'd sit there, stand by the yachts, acting like we're cool as hell. <laughs> All right, um, let's rate this. Yeah, let's rate this, Alex. Uh, I get the first. Uh, as you know, as a dedicated, diehard flight football, anything else listener, we go on a one to five scale. Mm-hmm. And as our first ever guest, we'll give you the lead. Ooh, okay. I can go by any increments, right? Yeah. I think I've heard a couple, what, like 3.75s in here before. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anything you want. So what does Untapped have this one, bad boy One at? to five. Well, don't, four, let, three, don't, four, let that, three, nine. don't let that affect your rating. 4.39. So, like, the average – think of it this way. This is the way we've talked about it in the past. You know, the average would be 2.5. Right. So something that's, like, so-so, yeah. you know, ho-hum would be 2.5. Something mm-hmm. that you would – you know, if you saw in the – you know, in the coolers, you mm. know, oh, gotta have that. Gotta have that. That would be up there, like a four-ish okay. to four point. Yeah. Okay. For me, I'm a pretty big stout guy and porter guy anyway. After living in Kzu for a couple of years, you learn to start drinking craft beers, and I would say this is um, definitely one of the better stouts I've ever had. I think I'm gonna have to go ahead and give it a smooth. It's got a good coffee taste, which I like. I'm gonna have to give it a 4.0. 4.0. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and with the 12.7, yeah, I gotta yeah. have three yeah. of them, maybe. And you're like two or three. <laughs> you're set. Okay, so I'm up, and I really, really enjoyed this. I was really surprised on how smooth it was for the 12.7 rating, 12.7 um, percent alcohol, and. The, the bacon didn't really come out too much, but the maple syrup did, and just just how smooth it was. It was it, it's a it's a great beer. So I'm gonna go seven point. Or seven. Whoa! Holy! It's it. That's off. It's a world record. That's off. Off the That's scale as he is buckled. <laughs> I wouldn't say buckled. Um, no, I'm gonna go four point four. 4.4. I have to go above the untapped because I really, really enjoyed this. How about you, Mike? All right. Um, I, too, enjoyed it. And especially if my mission, quite simply, was I'm just going to get smashed out of my mind. I want to go to bed. Three, four of these, out like a light, no problem. Be the best cure for insomnia. Um, there was just enough of that whiskey bourbon taste where I'm going to go a little lower. I know you're not than, a big fan. Than you and Alex. Yeah. But solid selection nonetheless. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> those uh, are dots, by the way. Dots. I am going to as go. Far as, as far as pretzels, those are. Dots are the go. Yeah. I am going to go a lowest of the three, but a nonetheless respectable. And very recommended 3.89. Ooh. Respectable. Eh, it's okay. It's but a yeah, because you're not, a bur- you're exactly. not the bourbon yeah, guy. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I get that. I get that. I get that. All right. Okay. For our second tasting, we've got one 
the Uber Goober from Shorts Brewing Company. It is an imperial oatmeal stout brewed with peanuts. And on the bottle it says the smooth, the creamy, the delicious. And it's got a peanut with a cape uh, with the uh, SBC on it, Shorts Brewing Company. And uh, Mike, you're getting ahead of the game. I'm, I'm just getting ready, Dave. So, I'm so, I'm so excited. excited because it's like a superhero with a peanut. Like a peanut I, with a cape <laughs> I was told though, this it. is. I was Drink told it. this was brewed not with like peanut butter powder, but with actual peanuts uh, and peanut butter. So I'm actually a little bit excited too. So we know we're gonna get that peanut butter taste. But, well, we one would think we should. And then, oops, other side. Nope. There you go. There we go. And as we pour this, I have to send out a correction for episode 11. In looking at my list, I said Jefferson Airplane and promptly mentioned Paint It Black. Well, as my wife pointed out to me, Paint It Black is sung by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> they happen to be the list under White Rabbit of Jefferson Airplane, so my Mine was thinking Jefferson Airplane, but my mouth was saying it Rolling Stones, and so it I was happens. all tongue-tied and twisted. So. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Same darkness as the first one. This is really dark. Super peanut butter smell, too. It's super peanut butter smell, no uh, bourbon smell to it. Hmm. Not as peanut buttery as I thought. <clears throat> See, I kind of taste a lot of peanut in it. Yeah, there, there is a lot of peanut in it. There's a lot of also a little bit of blandness to it. I mean, especially coming off the uh, the rye hipster. Right. And then to come. You know, yeah, I feel like you get the taste yeah. of peanut and then it kind of just goes yeah, away. It's, yeah, the, like, the, 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 like you take <laughs> so it's a bite fleeting. of it. Yeah, you, yeah, it's a You take a bite of the peanut butter, no jelly, of course, sandwich. Right. <laughs> and then it's, it's done. Like, yeah. And that's the same with this. Yeah. Uber, the old, I like the name though, Uber Goober. Yeah. yeah. Not bad, but I don't know the hype. I don't know. It got hyped up pretty pretty good in my mind. And it, it's good, but not didn't live up to the hype. Anyway. So far, anyway. We'll see. We'll work on this yeah. while we maybe yeah. by the time we're done with it, we'll be um, laughing. Anyway, I'm gonna get right into the the infamous at this point through 12 episodes, Dave, the infamous hashtag IDGAF segment. And somehow my phone, I think it's called Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I clicked, what I did, or whatever. But anyway, during the course of the day, I will get three random polls, questions, this, that, and the other thing. And they're not even related. And some are nice, some are stupid. And the troubling thing is, how did it come on my phone? I don't, I don't really get it. But anyway, the, the one that got me thinking of the hashtag IDGAF is the question was, I'm going to give you the question and I'm going to give you my answer right off the bat because I'm, I, I'm getting pissed even thinking about the question. <laughs> the question was, if you could, would you give five years of your life to your dog's life? And I tell you, I shit you not, I didn't even click it to read these idiotic responses by these stupid people because I would have been so livid that you're going to tell me you're going to give five years of your own life for your dog. That's stupid. If you tell me you will, then 
Dave, I hope you don't tell me you will because episode 12 may be the final episode of this podcast because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And this is coming from a dog lover. I We put three dogs down. I've taken to the vet and cried like a baby as, as the right. dog dies. Right. Like, I love dogs. But you think I'm giving them five years of my life to give them a dog's life? It's like uh, three weeks later, I'm getting another dog. Yeah. See ya. I'm not giving was, five years of my life. <laughs> I'm not giving you five years of my life. And I didn't even click the response because you know there was one dumb son of a bitch out there. Like, oh, I love my dog. And absolutely. I would have, then you're an idiot. I bet you most of the responses were yeah, yes. Exactly. And, that, and I could, I should have. So Because for, most of the people that wouldn't respond are going, oh, my God, this yeah, is so stupid. Like, I'm not telling my time. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. So. Now, I guess I have to ask you, would either of you give five years of your life? No. Exactly. That's the, that, I mean, that was, a, chance. that was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. And it made me so mad. I was like, oh, I can't. So, <laughs> which naturally, in this warped mind of mine, led me to, oh, the Hawksbill Turtle, the Cross River Gorilla. The Bornean orangutan, the black rhino, and the Amur, A-M-U-R, I think that's how you pronounce mm -hmm. it, Amur leopard. Mm -hmm. By the way, yeah. the five most endangered species on the planet. <laughs> right. Where's this coming from? Who cares? <laughs> and you're actually going to put money into saving these things. Right. Now, Dave, if, you, if it's your hobby and on your day off, you're going to do what you can for the Bornean orangutan, <laughs> and that's your hobby instead of going on the golf course? Hey, that's cool. I, I, I respect that. I like that. That's cool. Right. But you're going to ask me to give my money to save the Bornean orangutan? Right. That's dumb. That's stupid. Right. Why is all this money going, you know, when there's kids, homeless children whose parents beat them and they're living on the streets eating out of dumpsters, but we're going to give money to save the Bornean orangutan? Right. That has no effect on our lives whatsoever. Exactly. Who cares if the Bornean would your life? Yeah. How would your life be changed, Dave, Alex, if the Bornean orangutan right. was just Wouldn't extinct? Bad that. Didn't even know it was the thing. <laughs> well, as long as there was Never an orangutan, orangutan, or however however you pronounce it, as long as some of them are still alive, because what is going to crawl across that rope at the National Zoo in Washington D.C. and pee and crap on all the passersby? That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's another. the funniest damn thing they'll I've ever it. seen in my whole life. They'll find another descendant. If you've ever been to the <laughs> National Zoo in Washington, D.C., they have from one from one orangutan exhibit to the other, they have a rope that they, they're they up there like 30 or 40 feet. Yeah. And they, they literally sometimes, I think for fun, pee and defecate Probably. on the sidewalk sure. where people walk. And if you're there when it happens, boom. They let her rip. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm all for saving animals and everything, but I mean, I want you know, my money is not probably, first thing is not yeah, going to be going towards. If it's, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying like, hey, your dog gets hit by a car. The vet says it's going to be eight hundred dollars to keep him alive. Okay, yeah, shell the eight hundred dollars. I'm not totally heartless. I'm just saying, right. hey, but it's time. It's I, time. Now. I've done what I can. Yeah. <laughs> You're near leopard. And if he can't, if he can't make it, if he can't hold his own, like, he's not if like, he can't make it in this world, then I don't want any part of him. Survival of the fittest. That's right. <laughs> anyway, that's my take. Anybody got anything else? Yeah, add no. to it. You know, to that, not, not necessarily. necessarily. It all depends on you know. There's a point. It's like uh, you know, I was talking to my sister about this very topic. That, you know, yesterday, actually, it was yesterday. 
and you spend a little money, you make an effort. And if it just, if they're going to die out anyway, right. if, it, if they're on their way out, they're on their way out, you know? Right. Or, or better yet, and I'll even take it one further. Better yet, now speaking of money, you know, when they're asking for my dollar a day for lunch for the, you know, this Guatemalan child, you know, why not get the camera out of her face and get her a sandwich? Yeah. Now, I know I stole that from a comedian somewhere. Not, I don't, what comedian was that? Might have, been okay. Jim, might have been Jim Gaffigan or something. That, that's <laughs> right. the truth. Like you're, you're filming. <laughs> you're starving. I know. Maybe somebody will give you a dollar. They got like a water bottle with them, like a sandwich. Like, come on. Right? That's exactly true. Exactly. Um, okay. So, random question of the day. We're going to segue right into that. So, here's the His question. His wife is a lesbian. Seinfeld reference? No. Oh. No. Slap shot. Oh. Oh, finally got it, dude. Finally. I did, I, my, missed, I, did I missed my research. I missed episode eleven, so yeah. you had time to research. <laughs> I did. I, I did. I, I researched. Liked, it. I liked that last when you were doing the movie quotes. Well, Slapshot watched a lot of movies, so, so I like many of them in there. And I got it. The one I, the one I, I've been requested to get in there once I figured out what the movie was is, and they're hard as little stones. Oh. <laughs> pebbles. Pebbles. Hard oh, as little pebbles. Pebbles. Okay, yep. sorry, I got it wrong. What do you say? Owns. Owns. <laughs> and he hung up. <laughs> All right, random question for the day. Uh, Here we go. Alex. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You're on the clock. Let's do it. Well, let me get the clock ready. Oh, you got a clock? Yeah. How much time? While you're asking the question, I'll set the timer up. All right. Western's record. Oh, jeez. Okay. Mm -hmm. By season in all five years. You got a, you got sixty seconds. Okay, Western's record uh, in all. In, wait, in, obviously, because he said, "Uh, we have not given him this question. This is not staged. We're putting him on the I'm spot." Thinking hard right now. <clears throat> Don't think too hard because you won't get the answers. Tell me when I can go. How long does it take to, for you to set up a timer? I've never done. Uh, he, never, he doesn't have an iPhone. I've never but. lasted 45 seconds in my life. So, so. <laughs> I don't know how to set the timer for longer than a minute. Oh, All right, so we'll give him 45 seconds. Oh, now, okay. We'll give oh, you yeah. 45 seconds. and I said 60. Now he's really yeah. freaking out. Yeah, oh, I got he's this. really freaking out because 2015, since you were red-shirted, and I don't think you dressed for every game in 2015, did you? I traveled every game. I didn't dress. Okay, so you travel for so that'll be extra credit twenty fifteen, but twenty sixteen through twenty nineteen Western's record. <clears throat> okay, ready? In order. Yeah. Fifth, yeah. All right. Am I good? Ready? Yeah. Go. Two thousand fifteen, we were eight and five. Two thousand sixteen, we were thirteen and one. Two thousand seventeen, we were seven and six. Is that a thing? <laughs> well, it is a thing. I don't know if is it's that a record. Thirty-four seconds. That. Is that right? Are you allowed to be Actually, able? 2017 was the year you didn't play in a bowl game. Yeah, we were like seven, or six and six or something like that. I don't know. Uh, junior year 2018 was uh, eight and five again, I'm pretty sure, or seven and. Nope. Shit. Closer, closer, <laughs> Sterile. closer to 2018. Uh, six, and, six and six. And then 2019, we were. Oh my God, that's the most recent year. Seven and or seven wins, seven and something, seven. I don't know, seven and five or seven and seven to six, seven to six. 
Alright, not bad action. The way you how did you remember eight and five and thirteen and one and I don't the know. more recent ones you struggled with? I don't know, because I have you know too many too many blows stones. to the head. Too many blows to the head. <laughs> Concussions. Yeah. No, I knew I knew for sure the first two. And then my mind starts going when it's seven and six, seven and seven. Alright, uh Final question before we uh, go into the rating of the old Uber Goober. Um, Dave, then if you're going to have a final one, that's fine. All right, you got your pro day coming up. Pro day happens. NFL draft happens. Then there's there's actually undrafted free agents. You mm-hmm. can, you know, and actually, quite frankly, in, in my opinion, I'm not an expert on the subject. But that's probably actually your best. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Because yeah. no offense, not you know, not putting you down on, but you oh. know, I don't think you'll get drafted. <laughs> no, no. But the uh, uh, undrafted free agent, and then you can kind of pick and choose where you want to right. go. Well, actually, you know, they have a. I don't know if my agent told me this. Um, it's a new thing called a preferred free agent or a preferred undrafted. And you actually get like a signing bonus and stuff with it. So most of the time when you're a free agent, I don't think you get a signing bonus. But like if you're considered okay. preferred, so, it's like a preferred walk-on. You know, they sure. don't want to give you a scholarship. Yeah. But this one's they don't want to draft you. But you can get a preferred whatever. Yeah, there you go. See? So, you get a signing bonus. You get – I mean, that's definitely where I'll be, though, in that category. I don't think I'll get drafted either. All right. Anyway, that wasn't my question. The question was, let's say that doesn't pan out with the XFL – would you be inclined to do something like that? Yes. I think I would, yeah, as long as it's – I mean, if it's still going. I mean, it seems like it's pretty yeah, good ball. It looks like, it, it looks like, like it's going to at least like go into season two. Yeah. I, 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 I would mean, definitely think it's going into season two. I mean, right. they don't make – I mean, money-wise, obviously nothing compared to the NFL. But, sure. I mean, they think the average is like sixty to 70000 Right. And then sure. the, and then if you win the game, it's more. Right. You, you get, get more, that yeah. 100000 yeah. split between – yeah, the so players with you know fifty. And I think I mean I think it should be cool. Just uh, I mean, well, it, going it's, for a, a, bit, it's a it's a, a testing grounds for because right. you can right. go from the XFL yeah. to the NFL, yeah, sure. you, which I, mean, I just it, found it, out. Actually, yeah, it's not actually good. I, I would imagine the numbers are going to be small, mm-hmm. but I would imagine there's going to be some guys as like, sure. hey, this guy, yeah. you know, sure, you know, we're going to give him a look, and he's going to go to the NFL and go from there. Absolutely. All right, so are we ready to rate this? I believe so. All right. Uh, go ahead, Alex. You're okay. up. Let's see. <clears throat> For the Uber Goober peanut butter flavor. Um, for me, I thought it was an overall decent beer. Uh, you really get the smell. When I first smell it, definitely get a lot of peanut from it. Um, but like kind of as we said earlier, you taste it, you get a peanut, and then you use the great word of fleeting, and it kind of just goes into nothing. Um Overall, though, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it to somebody. It's not that bad. I'd have to give it, though, I'd probably give it a 3.2. Okay. How does that compare to Untapped? 3.7. 3.7. 7. Okay, a so a little bit lower, but I stand by my decision. I like where you're going with that. I can't really, I can't really say anything different, necessarily. You described it pretty well as far as my experience mm-hmm. with it. So I'm gonna go right in that area, and I'm gonna go a, like a three point. I'm gonna go three and and that could have something to do with 
the rye hipster before mm. because I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. Um, so take that take that into account. But I'm going to go 3.0. Mm. How about you, Mike? Well, so obviously, based on our rankings, it looks like you two really like the whiskey slash bourbon taste of beers. And I I also did not like this as much as the odd rye hipster brunched out. And I also am under the untapped, but I'm going to, I don't think it's as low as you guys rank it. I'm going to give it the old 3.33. Like, like Alex said, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't be ashamed if somebody had it out on their table. So yeah, go ahead and try that. That's worth a try. But I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill myself. I wouldn't give five years off my life to have another one. <laughs> all right, cool. But, but anyway, looks like we're all out of beer. Well, Dave almost. And as the late, great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>